So many noises swirled around the artist as they made their way to their destination. Normally, they could zone out all the sounds of the busy city they lived in. However, it was interesting just how much was going on around them now that Star Palace was open and in full swing. Their last few days had been taken up almost completely by meetings with the higher-ups of the company, explaining everything they wanted. And, of course, time with Zavi. Getting work done was damn near impossible with the bot fawning over them the way he did. However, a small part of Shura didn't mind it. She found the attention almost exhilarating. Oh, he'd been friendly, all right. Fairy was friendly enough as well, though the artist didn't know much about her yet. The bot that she hadn't got to see all that much was Mirage. The puppet master tended to stay to themselves if they weren't being forced to be out and about on stage or with the patrons of the establishment. Even now, they were locked away in their room doing who knew what. Shura supposed she would find out soon enough. The door to the room in question stood before them now with the bot's name scrawled on it in fancy golden letters. Their pale hand hesitated for only a moment before they knocked. All there was in reply was silence. Shura wasn't sure just how long she'd been standing there before finally the door cracked open to reveal the other being's ghost-like face. Can I help you? Mirage asked hesitantly. Ah, yes. Hello there. Shura started gingerly. I do apologize for bothering you, but I was sent here to get some sketches of you for my work. Do you mind if I enter? Again, there was hesitation from the bot as they mulled the decision over. In truth, they weren't sure if they wanted Shura inside. Then again, did they really have a choice? I guess you can come inside, they said, pulling the door wider open for the artist. Thank you. The room itself was more dimly lit than Shura would have expected. While Zavi had a warm and welcoming room, Mirage's felt like a dark castle that should have been left undisturbed. There were no windows, and the walls were covered in velvet fabric that she soon realized was just tacked up onto the wall. The only area that was well lit was a work desk off in the corner where a half-carved puppet and whittling knife lay. On the wall were three more puppets hanging from their strings, and sitting on the work desk beside the half-finished marionette sat one that Shura recognized. The dark lady was in Mirage's arms the first time she'd seen them and was usually with them any time they were out and about. This, however, was the first time she had gotten an up-close look at her. Don't touch her! Mirage said quickly, scrambling forward to stand beside the tiny puppet woman. My apologies. I did not realize how close I was. Even still, Shura wanted to get a better look at the bot's most beloved lady. She is quite beautiful. She started trying to break the ice. Did you craft her yourself? She came to me, Mirage replied quietly. They reached down to straighten the puppet's vest. In doing so, Shura could see the sheer amount of love in their motions. She was my first, and she'll be with me forever. That is lovely, Shura noted softly. You're quite lovely yourself, my dear. The voice surprised Shura. She could have sworn it came from the puppet's lips. You'll have to forgive Mirage. They don't trust easily, especially not after what happened. Oh? Rather than moving closer, Shura motioned to Mirage's workbench. May I sit? Mirage themselves gave an unsure noise as they placed a hand behind Eerie. The puppet, on the other hand, made a motion for Shura to sit. Please do, dear. You must be tired after all those meetings. The more Eerie spoke, the more Shura found herself growing fond of her. She kept her movements slow to not startle Mirage, pulling her tablet and pen out of her bag so that she could start sketching. Lovely lady and dear friend... May I draw the two of you? She asked. The question took both Mirage and Eerie by surprise. The puppet even looked up at Shura and blinked rapidly as though taken aback. Her little hand raised to her mouth to cover it. 
This time, it was Mirage who spoke first. That's why they sent you, isn't it? They asked. To draw us for ads. That is right. Chura agreed. I'm here to make posters and billboard designs. They sent me here to draw you specifically, but if this lady is so important to you, then she must be in the images as well. The dawning realization that she didn't know the puppet's name fell upon the artist, and she found herself playing with the end of her braid nervously. Uh, Oh, forgive me. I did not even ask your name, she said as she looked back to the puppet. It's quite all right, dear, Erie responded, waving off the concern. Not many people do. I am Erengon, but you may call me. Well, look at Erie getting special treatment again. Came a new voice that made Shura jump. She didn't have to look far to find the source. She wasn't moving, but another puppet among the three hanging above the workbench had to be the culprit. It's always Erie, Erie, Erie. What am I, chopped liver? I think you know very well what you are, Columbina. Erie responded, turning her little head to look up at the other. Though I can't say the word in polite company. (gasps) A dramatic gasp came from the other lady puppet. Shura couldn't help but give a small laugh at their interaction, quickly reaching to cover their mouth as they did so. Their laugh was soon joined by another, louder, (laughs) heartier laugh. (laughs) She got you good, Columbina, (laughs) said one of the other puppets. If Shura had to guess, she would have figured it was the one on the right. The jester-like character had an air of mischief to him, while the one all the way to the left looked far sadder and lonelier. As if confirming their suspicions, another voice piped up. Stop fighting! Came a sad, almost pathetic whimper. We've got company! I know we've got company! I've got eyes, the happier clown said, and she is quite the looker. She's a little plain if you ask me, Columbina huffed. She looks bad, the third clown said. Finally, everyone went silent. Shura went from feeling flattered to feeling confused and almost cornered in a matter of seconds. Trying to smile and wave it off, she gave a tiny laugh. Ah, no, I'm I'm fine, she noted, trying to focus on her tablet to sketch out the two beings in front of her. I'm just a bit tired. The time difference between here and where I live is a little bit hard to adjust to. You're tired, yeah, but you're sad, the clown insisted. Piero, enough, Erie insisted firmly. Your eyes show it all, Piero continued. You're lonely, you're confused, you're trapped. You don't have any self-worth at all, do you? The more he spoke, the more Shura felt herself slipping into the back of their mind. Her hand shook against her tablet. Her eyes were wide with fright. How could this silly little wooden puppet read things about her that no one else had? Her eyes were glued to the blank eyes of the marionette. In fact, she was so focused that she couldn't see just how intently Mirage was looking at her. Nor could she see the little twitches the bot gave here and there. You're just a prim and proper little bird, trapped in a cage and being forced to sing nice and pretty, aren't you? Piero asked, the wooden being somehow tilting its head to the side even though no one was touching it. But your wings have been clipped. I see it in the way you move. You're always hiding, aren't you? Enough! Erie insisted, much louder and firmer this time. At her voice, Mirage jumped. Whatever state the bot had been in was gone now, replaced by a hushed panic as they gathered up the three puppets. The three protested loudly, multiple voices speaking up at once, until the puppet master managed to shove them all carefully into a trunk. The instant the lid was closed, the voices were all silenced. But that silence brought no comfort to Shura. None of them knew her, and yet she felt exposed and vulnerable. 
It was a silly comment, right? It wasn't like Piero or the others could read her mind. Right? I'm sorry about that, Shira dear. Eerie insisted, trying her best to be comforting. The others have been a bit... restless as of late. Them lashing out is nothing personal, though they surely owe you an apology. I'm sorry! Barrage suddenly spoke up, panic filling their voice. Please don't be mad. They still haven't been allowed out since we got here. As they spoke, the bot's head twitched harder than usual. Doc told them they'd get used to not being able to switch between their modes, but the twitching was getting worse and worse by the day. A part of them knew that they should go to the technician and ask her to look at them, but the other part of them was afraid to. How many more changes would she make? Would they even be the same afterward? Why don't we go ahead and get to those pretty drawings of yours? Eerie insisted, taking the lead in the conversation. We won't keep you any longer than you need to be here. Shura gave a small nod in agreement. The bot and their puppets intrigued her, but now she found herself more eager than ever to leave. Perhaps she could come back another day and things would be less awkward. Maybe next time she needed to ask Mirage to sketch them somewhere far away from the watchful eye of their other puppets. Shura's heart still felt like it was beating far too fast, even though they'd long since finished their session with the Puppet Master. Getting sketches of Zabby had been easy. The largest bot was more than willing to pose for her. Mirage, on the other hand, seemed to feel like everything they did needed to be in secret. They didn't want Shura to watch them working on their puppets. They didn't want her to see how they were working on them. And they especially didn't want her to hear some of their conversations with Eerie. The artist could only hope that the last bot cooperated. There had been little to no interaction with Fairy Floss so far, and now that Shura stood by her door, they found themselves dreading the meeting. A lot of these new personalities felt like a lot in contrast to the Russians' usual quiet lifestyle. Before she could manage to knock on the door, it swung open with reckless abandon. There you are! Oh, you're not the thing in my walls. Fairy uttered, suddenly disappointed. The saddened look on her face didn't last for long. Soon enough she was smiling and motioning for Shura to come inside. Well, don't just stand there. Come on in, friend. You can help me look for it. The thing in your walls? Shura repeated. The artist was hesitant to step inside, but did so anyway. What on earth was going on here? Yeah. Fairy chimed, looking around her room as though expecting to see something new. I've been hearing a little scritchy-scratching in my walls over the last couple of days. Oh. Shura finally responded. Mm, it might be rats. This building is old, yes? That's what I thought at first, too. Fairy agreed. But it sounds too big to be a rat. She suddenly gasped, reaching to grasp Shura's cheeks and pull the artist closer. Shura squealed loudly, trying to keep her grasp on her art bag. You think it might be a possum or a raccoon? The bot asked in absolute excitement. It might be, yes. Shura squeaked out. Do you like those animals? I do! I love me some little critters! Fairy chimed, releasing Shura with so much force that the artist fell right into the bench beside the bot's bed. They're so silly looking. I see. Fairy was sure full of energy. Shura would be willing to bet she could give Zabby a run for his money. As big as her personality was, the slender artist was simply glad that she was so friendly. I actually came here so that I could draw you for some advertisements. She pointed out softly. Would you mind? You're gonna draw me? Fairy asked in excitement. Well, that sounds fun. Any particular way I should stand, or...? Her sentence was interrupted at the sound of something thumping around inside the walls. Again, Fairy gave a dramatic gasp, all but slamming her body against it as though to listen. The force of her slamming, however, made whatever was in there fall and scrambled to get away. You hear that? There it is! Well, at least she wasn't just hearing things. Shura had no doubt that what she'd been hearing was real. But now there was confirmation. 
Mm, you're right. It sounds far too large to be a rat. They confirmed. But it also sounds bigger than the other animals you mentioned. Mm, is there anything bigger that roams the wild in these areas? Shura herself grew up in the woods and was quite used to wild animals roaming about. But to hear something this big thumping around inside the walls? It didn't sound normal. It sounded far too large and heavy. You know, I really don't know. The bot admitted, putting a hand on her hip and rubbing her upper lip with the other. But you know what? I reckon we could find out. Her hands suddenly slapped down against the bench Shura sat on, her hands on either side of the pale painter. The action nearly made her jump right out of her skin. Why don't we go on a little expedition through the forest? Are you allowed to leave? Shura asked, looking up at Fairy in disbelief. Well, no. But that don't mean we can't sneak out at night, now does it? Shura felt her stomach drop. This didn't feel like a very good idea, but the excitement on Fairy's face made it impossible to say no. The game was set, and it seemed Shura was merely a player.